and they interview uh, Conan Sinclair, whatever his name is, and Louis Flellas. <laughs> I wish so bad my name would be Louis Flellas. Have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> okay, I'm going to choke these out real quick. So part two... Murdering villagers. Oh, you're now you're a pedophile too. Okay, gotcha. Bring me Lewis's real. Francis said that you bad them. Bring them here. Asia Argento would side with me on. So I don't even know how we can uh, uh, do the show today with with without at least discussing the video we just watched. <laughs> oh, definitely. That's. I was like, there's two ways we can start the show. We can start the show with how my last ten minutes went, or we can start the show with... Um, oh, actually, never mind. We'll start the show with the video clip that... Oh, I, what now? What? Mm-hmm. Kids. Oh, mm, yeah, mine too. Mine too. Oh, I. Mm. <laughs> so Jeremy Piven was on uh, <laughs> was on a Cleveland radio show this morning, and um, yeah, that was a thing that happened. I I've heard for years. I, I've heard stories about him being a tremendous dick, but uh, they always kind of sounded. All the stories were kind of. How do I put it? Uh, where I give him a bit of benefit of the doubt a little bit. It's like, oh, maybe he caught him on a bad day, or maybe the fan was being a dick or something, and it's not as bad as, mm, mm, Jeremy Penn's a dick. He is a stone-cold piece of shit. There's, uh, and and passive-aggressive, agra- passive too, I, I noted. Barely passive. Barely yeah. passive. Yeah. Uh, Rover tends to... I've, I've heard a lot of interviews with him. For years, I've listened to him for 15 years, and he does a, he's, he starts off on an even playing field, but if you start to be a dick to him, mm -mm, he doesn't just uh, lay down and, okay, well, we'll still promote your gig at Hilarities. Mm -mm. That's not how that goes. They they had to drag Ziggy Marley out of that uh, studio because he was threatening him and why he what is it with the because rover made some joke about oh haha like a like a very your mama kind of joke like something so over the top that you know i'm joking and the dude got straight offended it's like you're a rapper what What? yeah (laughs) and then there was some uh what was it some comedian tim something I can't remember, but he, I just rewatched that video today too. And I remember listening to that live and he was, I'm the most calm and straightforward focused person you will ever meet. And as soon as they went to commercial, he stood up and wanted to fight him. He's like, if this was high school, I'd kick your ass. And Rover was like, who gives a shit about high school? I'm right here. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> and the guy left. And on his way out, he called the woman co-host a fucking bitch and was being just horrendous. And I, again, another situation where he was just making jokes. It, it was not anything serious. I mean, do these people, they realize this is a, 
a radio show. Like, it's kind of a Howard Stern. I'm guessing right. it's kind of a bit, like, so... Oh, they walk yeah. on clouds. Some of them walk on clouds. Now, don't ever say anything to me. You can't. You can't ever make jokes to me about whatever. I loved how as soon as the as this rover guy hung right up on Piven, which I'm like, oh, just hung up on him. Oh yeah. But the, the the other guy just started calling him, calling Piven out. Like, oh, I knew this was gonna. I knew it was gonna go like this. Because <laughs> <laughs> at first, when you sent me that link, I was actually uh, trying to finish up uh, the French Connection. And to review, which I didn't, but trust me, I'm, I'm very glad that I still have a half hour to go on that movie. I'll finish it tonight sometime. That was great. <laughs> well, and, uh, you're like, this is, a, they're talking sports. Dude, they don't talk I know, sports. Yeah, I'm like, they don't talk sports. They were, ki- did you hear what he said later? They were killing time because he was 15 minutes late. He was supposed to do a video interview. Oh. Didn't show up for that. So they're killing time talking about football or Browns or whatever they were talking about. They don't talk sports. It's not a sports show at all. So what? What is? What show is? I, I've never. It's like it's. It, it was the show that replaced Howard Stern after he went. Uh, ah, okay. Off the earth, uh, and and it's not quite the way that Stern is. He like he's less aggressive than Stern is, in my opinion. But it's that kind of show. It's just talk. It, I don't yes. Know. So so I would assume that. I mean, I haven't listened to Howard Stern in so many years, but I'm. I would assume that. Stern would not take that type of crap either, I would guess. No, there's no way. No way. I I don't know that he would be as ballsy as Rover is as far as standing up to fight a guy that's trying to fight him. But <laughs> Rover, and he'll, he, Rover has openly admitted this, he is all about whipping somebody's ass that he thinks he can beat their ass. Now, you have some big, huge guy like Ziggy Marley. That was a little dicey. That, that was a little <laughs> scary, because that went from... It seriously was like a your mama kind of joke. Like, it was something so lame. And that dude went straight to F-bombs. And he was like, you gotta stop. We're on the air. I gotta keep dumping everything you're saying. Oh, you're dumping everything I'm saying because you're afraid and you don't want people to hear. He's like, dude, you no, you just can't say F-words on the air like that. Like, it, it went nuts. And he was talking about fighting him and kicking his ass and... At a certain point, he stood up. Like I'm right here, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that today, I saw that live this morning when that happened with Piven, and and at, I, they said, "Oh, we're gonna have Jeremy Piven on." I was like, "Okay, well, this might go one of a couple ways because that guy's kind of a notorious dick." But we'll see. And when he started giving short responses. I was like, this ain't going to go well. I just know this is not going to go well. And then when it turned, because it didn't turn light, it turned no. hard. Yeah. I was like, oh, 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 this is bad. This is not good. <laughs> I would assume that Piven probably does not know this guy all that well. No, not at all. But you're doing promotion for your stand-up show in Cleveland tonight and tomorrow. Like, And then you're, you're like that. You're supposed to be doing puff shit. You're supposed to just yeah. play nice and promote your show and sell tickets. You don't yeah. come on and, and be a dick. And, and there was a phone ringing in the background or whatever. <laughs> oh, what a dick. <laughs> and I, I like the guy too. One of his, uh, PCU is probably in my top ten comedies of all time. And he's the main star. And I love smoking, a- smoking aces. I love smoking aces. Yeah, but it, I think it turns out all those stories are probably pretty well true. He's a fucking I, dick. I, I was, I was impressed that he, like, just 
off the cuff, this uh, rover guy, off the cuff, he started just boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, so it's true. You you are a dick. Oh, he was prepared. And these are the reasons. Oh, yeah. He, he was. was prepared. Yep. And bye. And no chance to respond. Hung up on Oh, him. I know. I love it because I could tell in the background you could hear Piven trying to, well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. <laughs> nope. See ya. I'm not giving you any time. He oh, knows what his great. time is worth. It's the number one radio show in Cleveland. You're promoting in Cleveland. Oh. Fuck Honestly, you. I, I didn't know any of this stuff. So his show is number one in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Has been for so a So he had a lot of people. I would guess he'd have a lot of people listening to him. And so I wonder how that did for... So he's Piven is actually going to be performing at Hilarities tonight. Uh, what did Rover say? Oh, this is probably why you're doing some weak-ass stand-up act that you can't sell tickets to instead of acting for real. And yeah, then he hung up on, on, a tu- <laughs> on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night. Good luck. Yep. That was brutal. <laughs> Even watching it the second time, I was just like, oh, I want to shield myself from this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he hung up on it. Ballsy. That was He's done, that was I've seen him do that before. With other uh, comedians or whatever, if, you, if you're being a dick, fuck you. I mean, they're a radio show. They're there to promote your shit. If you're going to be an asshole, he hangs up on you. I, I love it. What? Mm. I, it's, it's hard Tommy to Davidson. To... That's who that other guy was. You got to watch that video. Rover versus Tommy Davidson. Oh, that was awkward. <laughs> and he was in studio, so it was even worse. Oh, and I'm guessing that... Wait, go on. Oh, really? Oh, it was awkward. Some some caller called in and said, "Hey, I saw Tommy Davidson here in Cleveland walking into a porno shop." And so he goes, "Okay, was was that you? Did you walk into a porno shop?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. You know, you watch watch porn." He's like, "Yep." Okay, what are you into? I don't want to talk about that. It's not gay shit, but I don't want to talk about that. And it got way awkward after that. Like, it just went right down the crap. <sighs> Every single thing that he asked him about, he's like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, it was weird. And then he's like, he kept talking about himself and how cool he is and how calm and centered. And, uh, you know, when people say that kind of stuff, my immediate thought is, you're not calm and cool and centered. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, and... Have you ever heard of this? Did you ever hear of that guy before? Whoever Tommy Davidson. Was? Yeah, he was on uh, not Kids in the Hall, but he was he was on. Um, you would know him if you look him up. He's a big comedian, uh, but it, it, it it at the end of the interview or they're like it's all good, it's all good, yeah, 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 and then it went to commercial, and they still have video. They have cameras running because they stream the show on the internet video from like five different cameras. I watch it every day, and they uh, uh, they brought up the video. I mean, when they go to commercial, they cut away to something, but they still are recording. And they brought up the video, and here's Tommy Davidson. And he stood up and was like, hey, man, it's all good, it's all good, I don't need you. And he kind of, like, patted him, like, kind of, it's all good. Not 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 friendly, but, but acting friendly. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, you know that I know that you know. You know. I know. I know what you're doing. And he was just like, "What? What do you mean? What I'm? What am I doing? I'm just trying to do an interview. That's not boring." Uh, and the guy, and he that then somewhere in there he kind of started storming off. And was like, "Whatever. If this was high school, I'd kick your fucking ass." And he goes, "I'm right here. I, <laughs> I'm right here." And then the girl co-host was trying to, like, just get him out of there. 
out of the room. Like, just, just leave. Just leave. And then he called her a fucking bitch. And then she tried to fight him. <laughs> but the dude lost his mind. And the end... I just don't understand. These people that are... Like, these celebrities, when you're going out and you're promoting your shit... This is why I don't want to do interviews on the show. I know I would be terrible at it. But... It, 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 they think they're untouchable or some shit. Yeah. Tommy Davidson. I'm looking at him. Tons of movies. Booty call. Tons of bad movies, might yeah. I say. So I'm guessing that he mainly in is... Loving, uh, in Living Color. That's what I know him from. Oh, Sharknado 4. <laughs> Mad TV. Yep. I mean, I always liked him up until then, but he just... He went... Oh, yeah, you're real calm and cool and collected. Until uh-huh. you, you think the cameras are off. And you're trying to fight people because they made some joke. It's just... But that Jeremy Piven shit today, I was like, oh my dear lord in heaven. That guy's pretty much done, I think. I think he's burned about every bridge he's got. Really? Oh, yeah, he's a notorious asshole. Man, I don't... I, and the thing is, like, I go, I go back to smoking Aces. I'm like, he was good in that. He was... Most of what I see him in... He's good. I mean, he can be a smarmy prick in his movies, but I'm like, I, he plays a good smarmy prick, yeah. but obviously he's Yeah, turns like out that's that not in... acting. Yeah. That's just Jeremy Piven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was there anything there in that interview to get offended by? Nothing. Nothing. Like you said, he was he was getting softball yeah. throws right there. It was like... He was actually... Dude, Rover was actually paying him a compliment at, at when he flipped. He was saying, like, acting is hard. And I've had actors tell me that acting is not hard. It's just playing pretend. And he was saying, I try to memorize, like, a paragraph of a magazine when I'm on the shitter. And I can't do it. Like, I, yeah. I see acting as very hard. And his response was, not as hard as this interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he said that. I was like, you don't know who you're talking to, sir. <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> do you think something like that will end up on YouTube? Because I could re- oh, I, that was great. I would love to rewatch that. I'm sure that this is going to come out several weeks well, they, after. They put out uh, like best of clips all the time on their stuff, uh, and I'm. I would assume that that might be on there. I'm a little friendly with their video guy. Uh, I, I talk to him on Twitter and, and uh, Twitch and stuff, and that's not like braggy. He talks to thousands of people. No, he he doesn't have that many followers or anything. So. I'm saying, like, I am kind of friendly with their video guy, and I already posted something about it, and uh, it, I I can't imagine they won't put up a clip of that, but they might wait till after this weekend, so they don't further promote his stuff this week in Cleveland. Like, I could see them, eh, we'll put it out next week. Just, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I gotta have was... a clip of that. I gotta because sh- I, oh, I was great. all over. Oh my god! What a douchebag! <laughs> yeah, that was good. I, that, again, I, when you texted me, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try. And, I'm trying to finish up French Connection before the, the podcast because I want to talk about it. But I'm like, wait, I, I'll get to that next next episode. That was that was good. <laughs> I might actually have to listen to this guy. If, if oh, they just... I mean, they, he has a uh, uh, Roku channel. So I just throw, oh he does yeah so you can see the video so I just throw that on when I'm working in the office it's just in the background you don't have to pay that close attention a lot of times they talk about shit I'm not interested in it's and when it comes to movies oh my god just 
just tune him right out, sir, because do you want Rover's review of every movie ever? I'm guessing it sucks. It this sucks. is it by sucks. far the worst movie I've seen in my entire life. That is his review of every single movie that has ever, ever come out. Just just tune it right out. Yeah, and the Doji is the worst example of a female in all of humankind. Don't. But you got to remember, uh, Dieter is an absolute idiot. A moron. An absolute moron. But you got to remember, we don't listen to these shows for education or because we agree with them. It's just entertainment. Just you got to give that show a month, and then you'll be okay. You can't just listen to it once or twice. You'll you'll lose your mind. It, it's it's just background shit. Okay. What's the what's the Roku channel? This Rover. Rover's Morning Glory. Okay. Yep. I'm actually gonna write that down. Yeah. Because that that I that 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 was impressive. I was <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed by that because you know. You know, when someone says, oh, Jeremy Piven, you know who that is. Yeah. Oh, he's an, he's an actor, kind of, sort of, kind of famous, whatever. They hear some Cleveland radio guy doing that, uh, and he deserved, he deserved that and more for how he was acting. I'm like, that's great. Well, that's Cleveland, baby. We don't put up with any yeah. bullshit. I don't care how famous you are. Yeah. <laughs> and he's had a million famous people in there. Tons of comedians at great interviews that they've had in studio. Ralphie Mae's been in there a bunch. No, uh, Ralphie Mae, okay. Bert Kreischer, uh, Bill Burr, he's had on. I mean, he's had a... I mean, and they go good? Those, oh, yeah, those, great. Because those, are... those people aren't assholes. Yeah, I was going to say, Bill Burr would be great to interview. Because yeah. I feel like he, you know, you we know his shtick. We know how he is. But he, I feel like he would be great at letting things roll off his back. That he yeah. would be fine. He Because he's not a thin-skinned asshole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, oh. I still, I'm just stunned. I just, I'm so stunned by this interview because I can understand, like, I, in the Ziggy Marley thing, I could, I, I, okay, the dude's really sensitive about his mom or something. I, all right. But this. He was paying the guy a compliment that acting is hard and the dude snapped on him. What? Oh, I just, I'm like, how is this going to end? And then right after that, you have the guy behind, like the other guy saying, I knew it, I knew it was going to go like this. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Well, here's what it is. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, it's good that we're Well, I'm glad you were able to this. catch it. Hopefully they'll put up the clip. And I'm sure they will. A lot of times whenever they have a celebrity on, whether it's just on the phone or video or in the studio, they put up a full video of it. Um, and if you go to their website, which is roverradio.com, you can watch tons of their highlights. Some of their cast members are just lunatics. The one guy they got on there is, he's indescribable. Uh, legit might have an IQ of 35. Uh, so I'm not trying to insult that, but he's also just backwards as you just gotta see interviews with the guy. He's so crazy. And ridiculous and filthy. Doesn't clean himself. Shits his pants. Oh, I just just weird stuff. And and they just ask him about it. Like why? Why do you do this? I I I didn't. Like your pants are full of shit right now. Yeah, mm, <laughs> probably not. I don't know. I forget. I probably don't. I probably can't remember. What? <laughs> <laughs> Their conversations with with him are just 
Hysterical. Hysterical. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Better now. Okay. Uh, better now. Yeah, I, it, oh, it was, I mean, I went from that to, oh, uh, mm, I have to, I just, it's a good thing we're podcasting. Oops. Mm. Cool. Yep. I'm not going to say anything else. Ah, I'm getting pivoted right now. I'm getting two yes. word answers. Ah, better than this <laughs> podcast, I guess. <laughs> and goodbye, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, it was a very rough morning in the house. And then after school, it was even rougher. And I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Dad, uh, dad let me see. Oh, I'm going to change the subject. Um, mm. Oh, I had a good one this morning. So uh did my work stuff today. And then. Oh, if you want to, I can't wait for you to have teenagers, but when you do, mm, she goes, uh, can I go out to breakfast with my cousin this morning? I go, sure. So then she goes upstairs to get dressed or ready or whatever she's doing, futzing around. I don't know. And then I was like, oh yeah, I need to run downtown. Um, Hey, uh, you going to be here for like 10 minutes so I can run downtown real quick? Uh, actually no, because we got to take our other cousin to work. And then I'm going to be, uh, okay, when are you going to be back? Well, we're going to go to breakfast. And then after breakfast, we're going to work on our schoolwork, but we're going to do it there. And then we got to go to Walmart to do my finish shopping. When are you going to be back? Before CrossFit? CrossFit's at 6 o'clock. PM. So you asked if you can go to breakfast, and you thought that assumed that you'd just be gone all day, and that's fine. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, ah, 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 wait, I, uh, uh. looked right at her and said, you're going to be gone all day. You can be here for 10 more minutes. Bye. <laughs> Out the door I went. Did uh-huh. my 10 minutes, came back, and she was still here for another 15. Yo, wonderful. <laughs> you got it coming. It's coming your way eventually. Oh, ugh. and I, I joked around the other night that, Oh, because she's trying to get her license or working on it. It's in the process. Oh, you know, you're, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, wouldn't it be nice when you have your license? Then, you know, you can go run errands, uh, like at the grocery store or, you know, take, uh, the uh, Holden to basketball practice. Oh, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 uh, driving my car and my gas. Oh, oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. You can go sit in that parking lot for 90 minutes, which I will be doing tonight. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Oh, fuck my chair. But just the, <laughs> the attitude on the... I'm not going to do that. Oh, I'll be the judge of what you'll be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was go. She was gone. She's still gone. Oh yeah, she left it to ten o'clock this morning. And back for CrossFit. <laughs> Which I I and I told her before she left. Then I said, "It's fine if you want to go do all this stuff all day, but you can't tell me I want to go to breakfast. That implies you're going to be back in like a what hour, hour and a half, eating breakfast here in town, five minutes away. That's the implication." Not, I'm leaving for the entire day. Yeah. Okay. It, 
Typical teenager bullshit. You know, like... Once you stop becoming a teenager, you realize that everything you did when you were a teenager, you were a moron. You thought you were so smart and you were getting away with shit. No. You were a moron. As That's exactly something I would try and do. At 16. Not now. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, I said I was going out for lunch. Didn't I mention that I'm going to blah, 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 do 12 other things and be gone for 14 hours? Like... Oh, oh, I wish you had a girl. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, man, I'm just finding out. Oh, my. Uh, So I got the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies on 4K. I know, there's a segue here. What? Just go ahead. We need to move on to movies. Uh, 5% cash back with your Target card, which I did. Thumbs up. That's great. If I would have checked out through the Target app, I could have got 10% more off. I'm like, oh. And that probably wasn't cheap, was it? No. No. <laughs> like, Shit. 150 bucks? 200? <laughs> 175? <laughs> Judas! <laughs> oh, that was... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, very, well, I hesitate to say that. Very few movies I would do that for, but no, that's not true. That's a lot. That's not true. Uh, You would do that for the shittiest movie ever. Yes, I would. (laughs) If the slip cover would be right. Speaking of which, I just got an email from Diabolic DVD. Your order has shipped. Oh, nice. Yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I chalked up the Lord of the Rings stuff to me saying, saying no to... A PS5 for a long time? Yeah, well, just for a reasonable time. <laughs> yeah, for a reasonable time. I want one of those at some point. I mean, I'm back into gaming, by the way. I This new God of War from 2018, which that's one thing, like, with video game consoles, for me, I don't spend much money on games. I, yeah. Yeah, I might have... It's, I mean, I spent 300 bucks on this PS4, which is still one of the older ones, but God of War was $10. Digital download, whatever. I'm like, that's that's my max, pretty much. Ten bucks. Yeah. I don't spend much on games because I'm so far behind on games that there is so many games from the past seven or eight years that I could be playing. I don't need Dude, the I'm still on PS3. Re- I'm, I'm so far behind that the future has left me. I, <laughs> don't, you're horse and bugging it. Dude, I, just... don't waste your time on that shit. That's a waste of time. I, I've been shopping uh, for uh, Switches. Because the boys want to switch really bad, which I would love to have one too. It's a fantastic system. They're still three, four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the last gen. Come on! But even still, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, the best I can do is two ninety nine with one game and one controller. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not spending three hundred bucks on this shit. Unfortunately, Nintendo is awful with that kind of stuff because. They only put out so many, and their shit is good, and everybody wants it, so the shit just stays expensive. Even going and getting, like, a GameCube or something at this point, it still costs... It shouldn't cost yeah. as much as it does. Thank God I have two or three of them, but... Uh, PS5? I'm I'm, I'm looking at PS4s. I'm st- I still am like, eh, it's hundreds of dollars. It's too much. <laughs> I don't know, PS4s are dropping, and especially the pre... Like, the four, before the 4K ones came out, the Pros or whatever, yeah. which is, I've got the... Mine was 300 bucks, and I tell you, I, I love it. It's a great 
It's a great But unit. I don't want to do refurbished or anything like that. Even my yeah. PS3, I waited for years after PS3 came out to get this one, and I did not go refurbished. I want a brand new one, damn it. And that thing is a mule. It is a workhorse. It does not stop. Uh, but I, I'm, I need to get a PS4 just so I can have that other Batman game and the Spider-Man game. I, ha- I have to have those games. That's the and whole reason. God of War. God of War God of War is... That, that thing is... is Incredible. But do you, do you have the other, like, I've got a, a God of War, uh, like, I had God of War 1 and 2, and then I got God of War, which was PS2, and then I got 3, and I had even the games for the PSP, and then I got this uh, uh, God of War collection that had all three of them, I think, or it had 1 and 2 in the, the two PSP games or some shit like that, but it, it gave me all of them for PS3, and I played okay. through all of them again. Those games are so fantastic. Even the first couple that are on PS2, amazing. And I haven't played that new one that you're talking about, but every it's, single review that I've seen has been 10 out of 10. It's incredible. It's it's And it's kind of the same gameplay as the Uncharted series, which I yeah. love the Uncharted series. It's, and that's how it's the, that's so how, good. That's how all of the others are, too. Like, they're right up your alley. You would love them. So if yeah. you ever can get around to that disc that has all of them combined, do it. Because even the PSP okay. ones, you can tell they're they're knocked down a little bit for portable gaming, but they're still just a load of fun. I mean, nudity and sex and gore <laughs> and vi- just ripping people yeah. in half. I love that series. Yeah, I, I again, like with how I am with games, uh, I just I I'm trying to think. Okay, one time my wife got me Battlefront Two for PS4, and she got that. I mean, it was probably a forty dollar game, and I. She got it for me for Christmas, um, but that's the most expensive game I have. Otherwise, it's ten dollars and under. That's every game I have, ten dollars or less. I remember the last uh, game that I paid full price for, uh, day one it came out, and that was Perfect Dark for the N sixty four. I have not paid full price for a new game since then, and that one worth it. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't been a game since then. <laughs> And see, and for me, it's like if I do get a PS5, what game am I going to get? They're all what sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, that's, I don't want to, you know. And then I'm sure that the campaign is short on all the games because that's I, I'm a campaign player. I'm not me too. online, so it's like eh. I really so wish anyway. I could afford a Switch. Damn it! I mean, it's not that I can't afford it. It's just I know the shit will be cheaper in like six months. You know, I'll be able to get one for 150 bucks or something. And it, yeah, it's so just so hard for me to. Just, dive on it. Uh, I, it. It goes back to that old conversation we've had about the Panasonic 3DO. When that took a half-price cut, and it was the most expensive video game system at the time. It was 800-some dollars, Jeez. and it went down to 425 and change, and I was like, begged and begged and begged my parents, please give me a loan, let me get this thing. And they did, and six months later, they went bankrupt. And you could get one for 50 bucks. And after that, Ouch. after that, I spent a whole summer mowing lawns and shit to make up for that $425. It was basically the first PlayStation 1. And gone. Nothing. I, after that, I'm not trading shit in. I'm not getting yep. rid of it. And I'm not buying new. I have kept every damn thing I've bought since then. Unless it's a game that's like so terrible, I know I'll never play again. Uh... I have kept all of my shit. I still have an Atari 2600. I have everything I've ever got. And I'm not getting rid of it. 
because it's yeah. a waste. Blame you. It's a waste of money. And people that yeah. go out there and have to go buy a new Maynard, I love you, but you got to be on the cutting edge. I I can't afford it. I I can't afford it. I don't want to be it. I don't. <laughs> Uh, Maynard is though. He's on the cutting yeah, edge. I, I I was a cutting edge for PS3. I got the launch model of that, but didn't know. Well, and that's the other thing too. You get those early ones, and then they have problems. Yeah, mine doesn't work anymore. It's a it's a brick, and I love my PlayStation Three, and I'm not going to throw it away. I actually tried to fix it, uh, but I'm like, I just like it might be. It just needs a uh, a hard hard drive replaced. But I'm like. But maybe not. So I don't want to spend forty bucks to get another hard drive, and then it's not that. And I, so I'm like, eh, it's it's a brick in my basement. I'm not gonna throw it away, but eh. it sits down there rotting like my three Xbox 360s. Yes. It's <laughs> <sighs> oh, funny. So anyway, right, we gotta get on to movies. We gotta we gotta keep this moving. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I got basketball practice to go to. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <sighs> All right, are you ready for the roulette? I am ready. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And I wanted to bitch about this uh, Arecibo telescope in Puerto Rico that collapsed. Did you hear about that? No. That was the gigantic in-ground world's biggest telescope that was at the end of Goldeneye. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it collapsed. It's it's like it's been in Is disrepair it? for years and the whole thing just like <laughs> down in on. Oh, itself. man, that's too bad. Yep. It was in several I mean, actual movies. Was, Contact. It was in Contact. Was it in, um, I don't know. I don't think it was in um, Arrival with Charlie uh, Sheen. I could see that being true. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I just, yeah. At any rate, but it's, mm. and here's the roulette. <laughs> That's a segue. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Eric goes, so vroom, brr, here we go, and diving into the slop of the roulette. Uh, oh, oh, yes. That's my, that's my thing. It's my, my little ditty for the, yeah, for the. Wasn't prepared for him to leave just like that all of a sudden, just so suddenly up and leaving, and oh, thank God he's back. Oh, wasn't it funny how shitty we were in that last episode, but it actually turned out to be good. Yes. <laughs> yep, kung fu ending and everything. <laughs> that was hilarious. I did not remember that ending at all, but that was funny. Oh, okay. well, me neither. Uh, on this episode of The Roulette, it is 13 hours up against... Horror Noir, and you're up first. I thought 13 Hours had a longer name. Uh, 13 uh, Hours the secret, something. The, sol- the Soldiers of Benghazi. Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Yeah, okay. Uh, but you're up first. Horror Noir, sir. Uh, History of Black Horror. Directed by Xavier Bergen and starring a whole bunch of who's who in um, uh, horror movies. Ernest Dickerson, Jordan Peele, Ken Foray, Keith David, Tony Todd, uh, tons of uh, great actors. This is a fantastic documentary, just chronicling the history of uh, black people in horror movies, starting way back. I mean, we obviously this very, very much deals with racism. Uh, traces all the way back before, like we're talking pre Night of the Living Dead, 
Um, and I knew that they were going to hit on Night of the Living Dead in this just because the lead in Night of the Living Dead was a, was a black man. And, uh, who is fantastic in the movie, actually. But, uh, my biggest complaint about the movie is at an hour and 23 minutes, I should have been two hours. This totally should have been two hours. It, um, I don't even want to say it felt rushed because it was very, very well edited and put together, but, there were tons of movies that I'm like, I wish you would have included that, or I wish you could have got this actor. And maybe that was maybe part of the problem is they couldn't get such and such actor. But man, they cover, um, they cover Wes Cra- some of Wes Craven's movies, uh, like, uh, Eddie Murphy, Vampire in Brooklyn, People Under the Stairs, uh, Serpent in the Rainbow. Uh, of course, Jordan Peele talks about uh, Get Out. And it's, it's so, it's a great documentary. I, I absolutely loved it. And it was just, I like when they, when some of the people that were on there being interviewed were like, you know, now no longer are we the, uh, the token black guy, you know, that gets, oh, and they had, they had, um, Demon from Nightmare, uh, Friday the 13th part five, the, uh, enchilada guy. Chimichangas like, oh, are taking yeah, shits there and he stuff is. or something. But it was like, he was, he was cool. And they had the one guy from Nightmare on Elm Street three. And it was just, it was great to see all of these characters back though. The black girl from The Craft was on, which I didn't much like that movie, but it was good to hear. I don't know. It was just, it was a great movie. I, I wish that you could watch it. I think that you would really, really like it. That's a shutter uh, thing, right? That is a shutter thing. Yeah. But it was really, really good. Uh, and left me wanting more, which is always a good thing. It's rare that I watch a roulette to where I'm like, I wish that would have been two hours, but I do. In fact, this could have easily been like a, a um oh like Eli Ross uh he's got a a mini series type thing where he interviews people this this could have been like a half hour type deal where they they focus on one person per episode or something like that and I would totally be down for it but very very good if you have Shutter check it out or it's worthy of a rental on a streaming site very good cool. Uh, well, much like you, I wish that my roulette had been two hours as well, <laughs> but it was two and a half hours <laughs> too long. Uh, during an attack on a U.S. compound in Libya, a security team struggles to make sense out of the chaos. Uh, I don't want to get political on this shit, but I, there's really no other way around it when it comes to this. Your personal politics are going to come into play when you're watching a movie of this type especially when it's based on a true story. So I will try to keep it to within five minutes or so. Uh, Was this a good movie? Good enough. Will I, I blind bought this Blu-ray by the way. Will I be watching this again? Nope. Into the trade in box. It goes. Wow. I've watched this thing three times. I'm good. (laughs) It's kind of like uh, black Hawk down. It's based on a true story, and I can see kind of between the lines of where they're Hollywoodizing things a little bit and not really covering everything, which is fine, I get it. And there's also that thing I talk, I've talk i talked about many times on the show where it's a true story and we're being entertained, to be entertained by people dying. That's a true story that makes me uncomfortable and doesn't feel like entertainment. I should not be entertained by this. I should be horrified by it. I am horrified by it. Uh, There's also the whole miracle of it, where can you believe the horror that four Americans died or something? 
fields upon fields of bodies of, of other, of what this movie would call, uh, uh, sand N-words and ragheads and stuff. Dude, hundreds of people died in this shit. Hundreds. And I, I'm not trying to defend them or something, but I'm just like, see how Americans freak out about four Americans dying. How do you think they feel? Did we make more terrorists or less just now? And yeah, I, silence. Just, I just loved like, it. I thought it was. A, I loved the movie. <laughs> yeah, just you, know, you gotta you gotta look at some of that stuff, dude. Why are we even there? That's my point. The point. My point is, why are we even there? Which I think was kind of their point too. Like, why are we even here? I I know that's some of the point of the movie, but it feels like it's it's one percent. It's there. They they talk about that a little bit, but at the same time, not enough. There there is not enough disgust put. Disgust, uh, not as in a uh, discussion. Yeah, I know what you mean. Disgust yeah. with a G, as in why are we even there? O I L. That's why we're there. Otherwise, yeah. they can go fuck themselves. They they would not be there. Let them rot. <sighs> we're not in other places in the world where there's uprisings and problems and ex- ah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I it just. Uh, I, Back to reviewing the movie, Michael Bay can shoot a hell of a picture. And I'm still here to defend him. Now, some of his motivations for this movie are very questionable. And he still has a major, big old boner for the military. Uh, but, and Murica. But, uh, I got, still, you can't deny the motherfucker can shoot, he can shoot a picture, damn it. Yes, he can. <laughs> Even if it's not good or it's ill motivated or whatever, he, that guy can shoot a, that guy can shoot. Damn. Um, again, they breezed over a couple of things. They implied a couple of things, especially in the third act. And it was like, just say the shit. Like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Cause I've heard it all from my family and I've heard it from everybody about Benghazi and Hillary lied and four people died and every, I, I've seen the bumper sticker. Just say it. If you're going to say it, say it. And they kind of just, breezed through it a little bit and which felt a little bit cowardly to me. It just, just do it. You're going to be this ultra right wing propaganda movie. Be honest about it. Do you think, do you think it was a right wing propaganda movie? Man, I thought it was just a great movie (laughs) because I am, I am the farthest thing from that, but man, that was a, Oh, there so if, was a lot of flag waving in there and oh, long, yeah, very, steady slow shots on the poor American flag drowning in the pool yeah. at the end. What about, uh, now, if this would not have been based on a true story, if this would have been just straight up, this here as we go, action movie, Michael Bay, would Hunter that have Red changed? October kind of thing. Yeah. Would you have, would this have changed your opinion on it? Or, like, the technical merits? Like, would you think, well, no, this was a solid Michael Bay movie, or because it, it is based on... Fact. Even if it was it, not based on fact, if it was purely fiction, I still would think it's a propaganda piece because I, I maybe even more so because, uh, but then again, I'm, I'm also really into it the way that people around here reacted to Benghazi and, and all the bumper stickers that I still see every day and four Americans died. I'm not discounting that. I understand that sucks. Did you see the fields upon fields of people that they mowed down in this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was... It was ridiculous! I, 
how do you think they feel? How would we feel as Americans? How would Americans react to, uh, there's a Libyan, let's totally reverse the scenario. There's a Libyan embassy here in America. I'm sure there probably is. Maybe not. I don't know. Because I'm an idiot. Americans decide, fuck you, Libya. And so hundreds upon hundreds of us just start bombing the shit out of it and charging it with machine guns. And they kill hundreds of us. And we kill four of them. And they escape. (laughs) What would the narrative be on that? Would we be nuking Libya within six hours? Oh, off the planet. (laughs) So how (laughs) the fuck do you think they feel? Like... yeah, we're the good like, guys, uh, you see. Yeah, we're yeah, the good guys. We're the, we're the good guys. guys. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what this movie is wanting to tell you. And that's... Uh, why are we there? Get out. The dudes were all ripped, though. Oh, they were ripped. And it was, <laughs> it was fantastic seeing uh, John Krasinski John be Krasin- there with... Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the... Yeah, the... The other guy, the other from, guy the from the office. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was amusing. I got more of a kick out of that than anything else. But... Uh, way too long. Way too bloody long. F- uh, firefights. Uh, and I know that that oh, shit probably man. happened, but it was just like... On and on and on and on and on and then... Night vision, night vision! Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not for me. And I watched it once. I'd probably give it a overall positive-ish score. It's in the box and go ahead and for trading. Yeah, I, I got you. It's like a, a Black Hawk Down. I I can't do it again. I just can't. You know, it's, it's I, love, a little I love Black Hawk Down. I like war movies. I, it's not that I don't like war movies. It's just <sighs> Saving Private Ryan. Own it. We'll watch it again. Because it's a fictional story around a real thing where there's actual real evil. Not some compound in some place where I don't think we should be anyway. Hamburg Hill would be a good example of uh, just... No, forget that, too. Uh, 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 Apocalypse Now, I have no problem with, because it's fake. It's not real. It's based around a real thing, but it's not real. Does that make sense? I, I, yeah, I, know, it does. I understand that I'm probably a freaking weirdo for this, but it's... Hey, everybody has their damn things, okay? And my wife can't watch horror movies, but she loves vampire movies. Your wife doesn't watch any. No, There's, not zero. They, we don't do romantic comedies in general. Everybody has their thing. This is mine. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, I'm not trading it in because I thought it was awful. I'm just trading it in because I, I at this point in collecting, I'm trying to uh, thin down stuff that I'm not going to watch again. And chances are, not going to watch that again. If I do, I'll, I'll rent the damn thing or borrow it from you. Actually, yeah, it's on my, it's on my voodoo. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Bye. Yep. <laughs> Boy, but how do you account for, like, you know, all the Lord of the Rings movies? If you don't like stuff that's real, like, that shit happened. <laughs> I, I'm just I watch, saying. I try to watch movies to escape from this kind of shit. <laughs> I, again, I want to be very clear. I am not discounting the loss of the American lives that happened in that situation. It was awful. It's horrendous. But it makes me so angry because I feel like it is so totally avoidable by just getting the hell out of there. We don't need to be there. And I'm sure that people are, oh, you don't have all the information. If you were a politician and they tell you what's really going on over there. Yeah. 
bullshit. Yeah. Next yep. round, when you got coming your way. Uh, oh boy, up first. Oh, here we go. Up first, the kindness, the unkindness of ravens. Uh, Did no see. research this week. Scottish movie: a homeless uh, war vet battles to survive against his demons in the remote highlands of Scotland. And it got some good reviews. And I watched the trailer; it looks pretty good. Uh, so there's that. Uh, that is, by the way, that is on, I think that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. And then I just got a Blu-ray, one of the very, very few Dario Argento movies that I have never seen. I that's 1998. No, I have not seen, I have seen opera. There's yeah, Dario know. Argento's opera, and then this is Phantom of the Opera, and this is with, uh, uh, Asia, Asia Argento. Let me try that again. Asia Argento. Uh, his daughter is in that one. <laughs> and, uh, and yet again, he makes it funny, so it all stays <laughs> in. <laughs> Perfect. A.R. Gento. Oh, my game's... Don't be Italian. Oh, it's, it's too difficult for me. I just, the wheels just come flying off. <laughs> and Julian Sands is in it. Yes, folks, Julian Sands is in it. <laughs> because you say every other foreign name so well. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm Fluent in all other Bullshit? actors. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and lastly, we've got the Bork Bork movie makes it uh, another appearance on here. Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. A slasher film where a group of teenagers arrive at a survival camp where they clash with two deformed cannibals. This is from, is it a Norwegian movie? A Polish movie. So, this is on uh, Netflix. Ah, <laughs> uh, Polish isn't Bork Bork. Oh, it is? No, it's not. Uh, Bork Bork is, uh... uh Swedish? Uh, Norwegian? Swedish, Norwegian, Iceland, up that area. Yeah. Well, close enough. Nah, not really. Um... <laughs> Asia Argento would, would side with me on... <laughs> okay, on my side, we have a triple header of VHSs, and I'm... I'm just in the mood for VHS, and I'm trying to get through some of these so I can clear off a bit of my shelf. Uh, the Getaway, starring Steve McQueen and Ally McGraw. This was a remake, or, well, no, this was the original, but there was a remake with, um, uh, Basinger and, uh, Oh, Baldwin. yes! Which I have seen. Yeah, I've seen that one, too. This is the original. So I thought, eh. I'll check. It's one I needed to get pulled off the shelf. Uh, Punchline with Tom Hanks and Sally Field is about stand-up comedians or something. And for whatever reason, a lot of my podcasts have been talking about this movie a lot lately. And I bought it randomly and I thought, I need to get that checked off the list. And lastly is American Graffiti from George Lucas. It's just a George Lucas movie that everybody always talks about. I've never seen and I kind of hope you don't pick it, but... It's one I need to get checked off the list. You know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's, it, I should see that movie at some point. Uh, there you go. What do you want? Okay. What What would you like to hear a re- review of next week? Uh, You know, of those three, I actually think American Graffiti. Let's go George Lucas route. Okie dokie. And for you, it will be Phantom of the Opera. Really? Huh? 
No. I just said I don't want to watch American Graffiti, and you picked it, so you get Phantom of the Opera, which I heard is (laughs) awful. So, because oh, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Once again, you pick the bronze. No, no. After listening to that last episode, I clearly did not pick the bronze. <laughs> well, Julian Sands, baby, he's gonna bring her home for me. <laughs> I actually would have preferred one of the other two, but that that was my actually that would have been my bronze pick, but that's the one you wanted. So, oh yeah, you need to watch Thirteen Hours. What? I wasn't talking about that. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I was talking about American Graffiti. Ah! American Graffiti. Because I'm such a moron. Damn it. Oh, why, so why don't you want to watch that one? I, 50s or something and racing cars. And Do you want to watch it? Have you seen it? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, George one Lucas hour and 52 minutes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, um, Phantom of the Opera is an hour and 45 minutes long. And then I'm like, it's got a cool cover, though. Yeah, it does. And that's the movie that got him Star Wars. I know. And I think this is one of uh, 1973. Damn. Uh, I think this is one of Harrison Ford's firsts. You know, I always think uh, whenever I watch Apocalypse Now, I always think that, oh, that's Harrison Ford's first movie. But I don't think so. I think that he's been in stuff before Apocalypse Now in his very, very brief Role in Apocalypse Now. Well, let's just look it up and see. I'm I'm just waiting for all the sirens to die down in the background. I hear them. I hear them. First movie. What was his first movie? Dead Heat on a Merry-Go-Round, 1966. Sheesh. Wow. What was his first real movie that people would know? I mean, my God. Uh, American Graffiti is the first one that I knew. There's TV shows, Getting Straight, It's a Breezy Point, uh, Journey to Shiloh. Do you know any of this shit? I don't know any no. of this shit, no. A Time for Killing. Uh, the first one that I recognize is uh, American Graffiti. Followed the next year by The Conversation, and then A New Hope. Hmm. Other than that, it was TV shit. TV series, TV movies. Heroes, Force 10 from Navarone. You gotta see that shit. Force I know. Ten. Oh, that was so damn good. I'm surprised I haven't seen that one yet. I will sometime. You should. That was damn, damn good movie. Okay, there you go. Next episode of The Roulette, it'll be American Graffiti up against Phantom of the Opera. What was the year on that one, by the way? Do you... Uh, 1998. 1998. Okay, doke. Alrighty. Now What? <laughs> oh, reviews. I got tons of stuff that I need to review Go in a very it. short amount Lead of time. Lead the way, sir. Lead the way. Okay, let's start out strong. Faces of Death. Uh, so, Faces <laughs> of Death is... <laughs> the first one, or oh, all of them? Oh, I... Oh, all of them. <laughs> Damn. Sick bastard. Um, I'm like, well, let's... Let's let's take a... Have a holly a, jolly <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's that time of the year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to 1978. Um, the original classic? Sure, classic. Um, <laughs> I ain't watching that shit. Ah, you should. No, why? It's not a movie. Uh, it's... Not even a documentary. It's a, Half the shit's fake, right? Yeah, but it's a time capsule. <laughs> 
It's uh it says that right over there. You know what I'm looking at? A time capsule. It's a sports car that doubles as a VHS rewinder. That doesn't mean we should is. sit around playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it deals with it deals <laughs> So yeah, Francis B. Gross is um our <laughs> narrator and he walks us through the many faces That's of That's not his real name, is it? No, it's his stage name. Um but um yeah, he just he goes around the world and shows us the ins and outs of death. <laughs> we uh we start strong with uh, with an autopsy and then we get into a lot of animal stuff like and by animal I mean cows and pigs and sheep I think are in there and and whatnot. <clears throat> but um this movie the first one has it still freaks me out. I think it's just that 70s atmosphere and the music and even like I think almost all of the actual kills in the movie, other than the animal stuff, is faked. But ugh, something about it is just... I just remember being way, way too young, thinking this is the real deal, and being just scarred. This is scarring me. I've seen um, clips and, of it. It was not pleasant. Now, here's... The, I, I have the Blu-ray. Of course I have the Blu-ray. Um, there's two special features on there. One is from the special effects guys, and one is from the editor, and they're every bit as good as as the movie, because the movie's great, right? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> the special effects guys, it was fantastic listening to them talk about how they faked this stuff, and I'm like, it honestly is legit ingenious how they did some of the th- some of the stuff. Watching it now, you're like, well, that's fake, that this is totally fake with how they faked it, but back then, it looked real. And for a low-budget movie, they fooled me for many, many years. I was like, especially they were like, okay, I can see where maybe the electric chair scene, that was fake, and maybe this and this and this. But but the monkey scene where they hit the monkey on top of the head with the little mouth, that was real. No, all fake. Um, so anyway, and the editor, was it was just cool to hear how they how they edited this thing together to make it seem like this is legit real. So, um, on to part two. Oh my god, we're going to spend this much time on this? <laughs> um, I'll just review part two, and then I'll get to the other other ones on my next round. Uh, <laughs> no, just, just wipe them out. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to choke these out real quick. So part two is... Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Faces of Freaks. <clears throat> it's us. Faces of... You know, get it? Faces of... <laughs> Part two deals a lot more with vehicular ma- vehicular atrocities, and it was a step. <clears throat> it was a step down in quality. Clear your oh, oh. the vehicular stuff. Uh, I haven't seen any of these movies, nor do I intend to. Though if I saw oh, you my, will, if, you will. No, I won't. But if I came across them on VHS, I would pick them up because those are kind of uh, uh, yeah, they're grails for VHS collectors. Uh, but uh, vehicular stuff, I can chime in on a little bit. Uh, that stuff is really scary. I, I, I'm sure you've seen plenty of the uh, YouTube videos and Facebook videos and uh, shit that pop up like, oh, close calls, and it's all these oh, yeah. vehicular things. The worst ones are the ones where the tires just come out of nowhere and God smites thee. <laughs> and I've seen those where it's a street cam and the guy's just walking along, having a coffee next to another person. 
Not Here even comes near the tire. A, not even near a road. Not even near the freeway. Boom, yep. boom, boing, boom, boing, boom, 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 It's like, dude, I'm sorry, but that was your time. Like, yeah. you were yeah. selected by the gods yes. to die at that moment. And there's yeah. a person the standing six... The real final six, destination. Yeah, right. And there's a person standing six inches away going, Well, <laughs> that was my friend, and now yeah, it is a check, puddle. Yeah. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll take the rest of the day off. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, go um, on. So then we jump into part three, and part three deals a little bit more with serial killers and whatnot. Another little step down. Serial and then killers? We just, wait a minute. Like, just showing the aftermath? Like, we're doing Rotten Dog? Yeah. Com? Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we get to part four, and unfortunately, uh, Francis B. Gross had passed away at that point, supposedly. So now it's Louis Flellis is the... <laughs> you know what it says on his gravestone? It doesn't say Francis B. Gross. It says, like, something... Some, the douchiest douche name you could ever think of. His real name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was gonna say Lloyd... Kaufman. Kaufman. Weaver! <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman Weaver. So, Louis Flellis is the new guy. <laughs> and... <laughs> of course he is. I believe... Yes, and I believe that he is actually the director of uh, Conan uh, Lee Siclair or whatever the guy's name is from the, the director of all four of them. It's, it's his brother. He's the new narrator, and he's a doctor. Lewis! Um, Lewis! <laughs> Bring me those videotapes, Lewis! <laughs> and four, they actually... There's still some fake stuff, including one scene where there's a Vietnamese family that um, they were going to show them eating eating puppies and 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 um uh when they go to actually show them killing the puppy to eat it you can totally tell us it's a stuffed animal it's i'm like oh it's ingenious um <laughs> but anyway there is this one here has a lot more uh you can tell it's there's a lot more news footage that they acquired so i'm like this is now we are firmly getting into the real stuff on <laughs> certain clips and I'm like ah this is I don't like this near as much because this is now it's like 50% of it's probably the real stuff and he was all like the Francis B. Gross character in the other three <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to be like serious this guy is almost playing it for laughs so it makes everything even more like kind of making fun kind of so then I watched Faces of Death Fact or Fiction, the documentary on these. And they interview uh, Conan Seclair, whatever his name is, and Louis Flellis. <laughs> I wish so bad my name would be Louis Flellis. I do too. Uh, so they, you can make yeah, this and, happen. And it's like five bucks at the county commissioner's <laughs> office. <laughs> well, Louis is now in a wheelchair because he's got a, uh, a life-threatening disease, and so he's having to come to grips with his own his own mortality. Conan! Conan! And, uh, bring me Lewis's reel from the mortuary! And Conan... Francis said uh, that you bad them! Bring them here! <laughs> Conan has been interviewed and they muffle his voice and they have like a dark so you can't see him because he, he said he's been getting death threats because of the movies that he makes so he has to be very careful about this. Um... And at one point, the interviewer, this lady, she's interviewing, when she's interviewing Lewis, um, he's kind of like going off on a weird tangent. And she kind of like, 
she does this, she breaks character and kind of glances at the camera like, what am I doing? And it was, I laughed out loud as I was huffing and puffing on the treadmill watching Faces of Death at 5 in the morning. You really are American Psycho. That's what's going on <laughs> in the AM you, at your house. Uh, we you woo, we woo, just <laughs> flexing in the mirror while you... Huey Lewis in the news just playing just loud blaring. in the background. Faces of Death. Huey Conan in the news. Oh, Huey Conan in the news. There. Oh, but uh, anyway, so... All in all, first one gets a four, second one gets a three, third one gets a two and a half, a fourth one gets a three because it turns back to being kind of nasty, and then the fact or fiction one, which is kind of a fluff piece, uh, two and a half because it. Mm, I want to. I, I want to hear more about like. I don't know. Yeah, I wanted to hear more, and it was only thirty-eight minutes, and I wanted. I wanted more. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for the the Best FOD death, series uh, one through yeah. five well one through four and then the fact of fiction I'm trying to decide do I want to watch traces of death see traces of the real deal and mm, should probably stay away from that ah you big old softy I know I know but I have them I have the first one on blu-ray and the rest of them on DVD if you want to borrow them no thank when you, you borrow nope. them uh, but if I came across the VHSs, would you be interested? I already have the first one on VHS that Bob gave me it from the old video connection. He, uh, I remember those being on the shelf at video connection. I remember seeing. Yeah, them. he's like, "You want this?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." Those and are those are serious. Yeah. Like in the VHS community, those those are grails. Yeah, and that one there is, I think, the original like, in the plastic clamshell thing. Yeah. Wow. So I would definitely pick anyway, them up. I wouldn't watch it, but I'd pick them up and I'd say. Ah, Ah, you're racist against... Ah, it's not death. racist. I'm just, you know, ah. ultra-conservative. And I'm, I'm yes, sorry. exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Be progressive and... Progressive and watch people die. <laughs> well, after that shit show, it makes me want to give my movie that I was about to shred a 10. Uh, let's talk about The Invisible Man from 2020. When Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death death was a hoax as a series of coincidences turn lethal cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by somebody nobody can see great synopsis uh i really like director and writer uh lay when why now how do you say his name lay when now something like that he did the 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 artificial intelligence movie what was that um oh he did yes yes upgrade upgrade yeah which was great movie fantastic uh, crazy dark uh, uh, and I don't know exactly what Blumhouse was going for here were they trying to maybe kind of weasel into the universal monster universe with this or no it's just a total they may have been I, I, I don't know uh, but I feel like this is one of those situations where it's not that this film is awful it's that I see so much potential in what you had here, and you fucked it all the way up in every way possible by not just taking a couple of risks. And I'm not even saying you have to change all that much. Just a couple of little things would have made this crazy awesome. But you gotta have the balls to take those kinds of steps. The steps I'm talking about. One. 
Are you done? Are you done, chair? You done? Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> Invisible Man is fucking with my chair. One, you don't call this movie The Invisible Man. If you're going to do this story this way, then you don't call this movie this. Because that implies that we're going to have an Invisible Man in our movie. Okay, fair enough. The first hour of this two-hour-plus movie is people going, is there an Invisible Man? I don't think there's an Invisible Man. You're crazy. You're just crazy. It's not an Invisible Man. What are you talking about, Invisible Man? Pain in my ass. I hate that shit. Me too. That was a... Yep. Call it the Phantom Menace. Call it... uh, Anything. Anything. I... Make it uh, deceive the audience into thinking maybe it's a ghost story. I, it, we could have very easily done that. That would have been fine. Then when we get to the spoilers for this movie, not that I should really have to say that because it's all in the trailer, it's all in the title. When we get to the third act and we realize that, oh my god, oh my god, I, I've been in this movie for an hour and a half, and now we realize there, there's an Eugene, there's an invisible man in this movie. <laughs> the fucking thing's called The Invisible Man, I know! If, if the movie wants uh, you to, the audience to be uh, shocked and surprised by that. When we, when she finally gets there and finds the suit and the sci-fi technology gobbledygook whatever. <gasps> they want the audience to be, oh, he, there really is an Invisible Man! Like, the movie's called The Invisible Man! Bullshit. Fuck this movie. I was so pissed off watching this movie. Oh, I was so pissed off. And 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 her cop friend who helps her out, fuck him too, man. Oh, what an awful written character. <laughs> Just awful. I mean, okay, I get it through the first third where she is acting a little crazy. Granted, she might have some PTSD from dealing with an abusive ex who somehow died. They're not really clear on how that all happened. Just, oh, blip. Dead. Next. Scene. Whatever. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Granted, she might have some PTSD, and he's not really believing her that maybe his family is still kind of fucking with me. Even though I've dealt with this and this and this, like, maybe he's still... I know, maybe he's dead, but his brother is the lawyer, and maybe he's fucked up too. You know, maybe they're still fucking with me. At every turn, when she says this stuff, the cop, eh, eh, probably not, probably not. The dude gets his ass kicked by an invisible man in his house. And in the next scene, she's like, I know we shot the brother and he had an invisible man suit, but I think that the other guy might still be alive and fucking with me. And, the, and immediately that cop goes, eh. Mm, yeah. No. Mm. Uh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Fuck this movie to death. I. It's competently shot, competently edited, competently everything down the board. It's not an asylum atrocious yeah. piece of shit. I was so angry watching this movie because this could have been fucking awesome. And let me tell you, sir, I went on my websites and I started talking about this movie. They did not like it. That I was negative on this movie. This movie is loved. Oh, it is very loved. Yeah, and I kiss I like my it. ass. The <laughs> Mummy with Tom Cruise is a thousand times better than this piece of shit. I and that movie sucks. I hated this movie so bad. I was livid. Plus, it's way too damn long. Just yes, it is. Oh, 
furious. I was furious watching this movie. And, you know, you could have solved a lot of the problems by just making it some random, shitty, other Blumhouse horror movie name. Right? Anything else. That, that would have at least given the first half uh, uh, curiosity. Maybe it's a ghost. Maybe it is an invisible man. Maybe she's crazy. We don't know. Fuck this movie. Oh, fuck this movie so hard. <sighs> nope. I, that was one where I watched the first hour at, in the evening. And it's, I mean, I think that you would agree. It starts out strong. Like, I thought the, the beginning where she's escaping yeah. the house, that was really good. Yeah. I, I like that and they he, never really show his face. Do we ever yep. really see his face? Not really. I mean, it's it, kind of vaguely. Vaguely, I, yeah. I really liked that a lot. A, a lot of strong stuff in there like that. <sighs> what a waste. Yeah. Yeah, I was frustrated after about the first 35, 40 minutes. And even, like, when she starts to suspect something, I was okay with that. But then, when everybody doesn't believe her, that's where I started to tune out. I'm like, okay, now I'm getting angry. Like, just one of those, right? You're like, you're supposed to empathize with her, but it's almost to a fault. To where it's like, come on. It... Nonsense. It, I, yeah. I, I, I get it at first, but when we get to the point where you literally just got beat up by a guy... Wearing an invisibility suit, which I don't even want to get into the sci-fi-ness of that. Mm-hmm. How does his, yeah? How do we not see the bottom of his feet? Oh, he's Very got cam- he's got cameras there too. The invisibility thing is is ridiculous sci-fi-ness. I can let all of that go. That's not even the ridiculous part. The ridiculous part is how no one believes her, even after they get beat up by an invisible. Yeah. Fuck. Sister gets her spoiler. Sister gets her throat slashed in a restaurant. No cameras or anything no, like that. <laughs> no, let me go to Google right now. I can bring you up some dude losing his mind in McDonald's about a Big Mac. Yeah, super fancy ass restaurant, floating knives and shit. Is there any cameras? Nope. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. You know what? Yeah. In all fairness, maybe maybe that restaurant didn't have cameras or some shit. May, all right, I could even let that pass. But every sing- here's an. Then they send her to the mental hospital. Every single shot in that mental hospital had cameras in it. Her room had a camera in the corner. Every shot in the hallway where she was laying down 30 feet away from other guys, from uh, guards that were coming to fight. And she was laying face down and they were getting killed, beat up, slammed against walls, guns floating around and shooting her. Cameras in every single shot. In the hallway. Then she goes running out the front door where guards are standing in front of a bank of cameras watching all this shit happen. And they still, she's escaping! Get her! It must have been her! Oh, fuck. This movie's so hard, man. But compared to Faces of Death, 10 out of 10. Back to you. Ah, Faces of Death is... Ah, the new appreciation for life and such. Uh. Back to you. Um, last round. I've got some 4K stuff here. You know what? I want to talk about Requiem for a Dream real quick. Cause it's Actually, been... don't just go for it, dude. I don't have anything interesting to talk about. Okay. I, I, I could, split second was the only other thing on my list, but we can wait on that. I figured that Requiem for a Dream, I'm not sure when the last time was that you saw it, but I have not, since we started the show, I have not watched this movie. I bet it's been, I mean, seriously, it's probably been DVD days since I've watched Requiem for a Dream. I've only watched it twice, once in the theater and once on DVD. Oh, I've probably watched this movie ten times. I 
Uh, this is war movie. Like certain war movies are kind of something for you. This type of movie is the thing for me that I just faces of death, war movies. Oh, it's all good, but bring it on. Fake, yes, fake ass drug movies. No. <laughs> um. So, so this came out in on 4K, and I it was 7.99, like one of the Black Friday deals on Amazon. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Wouldn't mind upgrading to that one. Just to, I have the digital code, and it was. It's Darren Aronofsky, and I remember it being very well shot, and it is. Um, I think it is. I did, uh, the, are you kidding? What? I, Go on. No, did you don't think it was well shot? I, 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 it's it's expertly shot. It's one of the okay. best shooters in the fucking business. It's fucking. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I can't bring up his name right now. Um, but every time I see, he shot a bunch of Marvel shit. He's like after Requiem, he went off the rails. Uh, of popularity. Uh, fuck, what is his name? Yeah, what? Uh, it's, uh, uh, oh, fuck. Every single time I see his name, I'm like, that's the guy that shot Requiem. And I think he shot Pi as well. I could be wrong on that. As I'm wrong on everything. Thanks, Steven. Huh. Keeping us a <laughs> dick. Keeping it real. Keeping it, Keepin it real. <laughs> uh, this movie is still every bit as much of a gut punch as it was when I saw it many, many years ago. Uh, and you know what? It Because I know what is to come in the movie, even the first half when they're quote-unquote in summer... Matthew uh, Libatique. I've never heard that name. I Every single time I see his name, I think of Requiem. I, cool. It, the man's a fucking genius. And he... Uh, Especially like the, uh, there's a couple of shots, one where the guy falls off the building and he uh, rigged up a camera to like drop the camera straight down with ropes oh, cool. and shit. Uh, they, they, they did a lot of amazing shit on this movie. Sorry, I'm not trying to derail. Lost him, Eric. This is Lost him. Aronofsky and he made Pi one of my Lost favorite him, movies folks. of all time, so I get excited. Right, go ahead. Yeah. Lost Hello? him. Are you frozen? <laughs> Oh he's, oh, he's looking at his phone. He's not paying attention. He's like, oh, Eric's talking about movie shit. Who gives a fuck? Oh, no, I took a picture, a screenshot of your frozen... Oh, you were frozen. Uh, he may, uh, he sh- was a cinematographer on Black Swan, Requiem, Pie, A Star mm. is Born, which won Oscars. Yes. I always, uh, Tigerland. Dude. Oh. How that well was that movie, movie fucking yeah. shot? Yeah. Uh, phone Booth. How well was that movie shot? Colin Farrell. Yep. Did he shoot the one with... Um, the Fountain? Hugh Jack... Oh, that's... Yeah, Hugh Jackman, the uh, Fountain. Iron Man, director of photography. How'd that work out? Pretty good. <laughs> Kicked off the Marvel Universe. Uh, Iron Man 2, Black Swan. Noah. Didn't like the movie, but... How well was that shot? Straight out of Compton. How well was that shot? Venom. Oh. That dude has a good resume, in my opinion. But I generally associate him with Aronofsky because of this movie. Yeah. And it's... Oh, man. it That last 10 minutes, 15 minutes of this movie are... It's brutal. Just with the score swelling, like the violins swelling. It, I think it's that is what makes it so... Ugh, for me, the the score, when things are really going to hell, the score that they use, it just, oh, it's just... It's pummeling. Yes, and it's and the, the cuts, how it's like, 
here's this person going to hell, and this person, and this person, and this person, and just back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and it's just awful, yet genius. Genius. This is like the the ultimate anti-drug movie. I, I still love it, but I can't, I, I won't watch this again for a long, long time. And I think that of all the characters, I think that Alan Burson's character, uh, Sarah Goldfarb, hers was the most devastating, I think. Just, she's being manipulated by her son. Uh, and then on top of that, she just, she doesn't have a husband anymore. And then just how things, how she gets addicted to, to uppers. Uh, and then, oh, just ending up with, uh, it it is because, it, and... in my opinion, it I totally agree with you. But I, in my, I feel like hers is the worst because uh, uh, she doesn't realize what is happening. Whereas no, the, other, the guys, other three do. The other three do. They're they're young, and they just are like whatever their reasons are. Their reasons are, but they 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 are aware she's not, and yeah. that's why it's it's a lot worse. Agreed. It's like she's dropped Ooh. into this hell that she can't escape. Yeah. It's a fan, fantastic movie. So good, but I I actually didn't... I could have finished it in one night, and I'm, I was like, there's a half hour left. I'm like, eh, I'm I'm good. I'll, I'll finish this up tomorrow. And then I did. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's as depressing as I remember it being. But so good. So, so good. I just um, got a message. Practice is canceled for tonight. Oh, there you go. You like that? Yeah, yeah this show can go two hours today. I don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've no, I totally agree to with what with. you're saying, though. Uh, everything that you've said, I, and and especially going into that last half hour, uh, it's amazing. Was it? Uh, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this not the first movie where we had the uh, I don't know what you would call it body cam, where the camera is attached to the oh, person as yeah. they're running? I'm pretty sure this is the first one, and I'm pretty sure that was a Matthew Liberty. Oh, even that, and just the, how the camera follows Ellen Burson around the living room, and the, when the refrigerator is kind of attacking her, and oh, it's just unnerving. Ugh. Yep. So good. It's a fantastic movie. And I mean, it's, it's weird how it's like, it's not a horror movie, it's a drama, but it is, to me, it is still such a horror movie. Like, it's legit, scary, uncomfortable, ugh. If I was to put it in a bunch of genres, the way that uh, uh, Letterbox does, horror would be one of them. Yeah, yeah. When that uh, bridge budges, oh <laughs> man, <laughs> dude! If you don't jump at that, like that's every bit as scary as the uh, sack of whatever in the Takeshi yes. Mike movie. Uh, uh, yeah, audition, audition. You're right. <laughs> oh, and even even just Ellen Burstyn sitting in the doctor's office and. You know, you have that fisheye lens up on her face, and she's kind of look, looking around, freaking out. And then the doctor—you never see the doctor's face because he doesn't care. He just comes in and is like, "We can, need we, those we can do that for you." Yeah, yeah blah, 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 blah. Blah. and it's like, like she doesn't matter to anybody. It, oh, it's depressing. I think that's why what makes the film so devastating is she does not matter to anybody, and she wants to. Like, she seems like a nice person. Um, oh man, that movie. Move. But fisheye lens camera attached to the body as you're running down mm-hmm. the street dropping it off the uh, roof Matthew Liberty hmm okay. fucking hell of a shooter man yeah um and then uh real quick uh Rambo this is part four I know we've probably talked about this movie before but I I this was another seven dollar uh 
UHD release, and I'm like, you know, for seven bucks, uh, I I really I love actually I love Rambo four, and rewatching it in 4K with Atmos sound. Oh man, this movie! I I love this movie so much. It's so good, and it my my love of it has not diminished. At all. It's still every bit as awesome as when you and I saw it in the theater years ago. It's still great. It's just carnage. It's insane. Like, I would say one, four, two, three, and then God Awful Five. That's kind of the, my ratings. I would, where would you, I would feel like you would probably think this might be the best one of the bunch. Uh, let's see, you said one, four, you went through that real quick. One, one four. four Two, two, three, five. I don't think I disagree with that. Hmm. Uh, but one and four might be a little closer to even than one above four. Oh, they're real close, close for me, but, man. This that's, movie. that's saying a lot for me because for a long time I did not like part one. I thought because everybody talked about what a that's one of the most amazing action movies ever made. And then I went and watched it way after the thing came out. Uh, I didn't grow up with that movie. I, I saw it yeah, way after that. I did. And I was just like, this? This movie? It's like a guy that's like kind of, there's some weird queer shit going on in the police office and throwing powder on each other and then he escapes and they can't, under, nobody's dying. He throws a rock at a guy in a helicopter. This is, this? This is not, no, no. Uh, but after watching it a few times and uh, uh, experiencing understanding where its place is in cinema, then I, I appreciated it. So one, four. Yeah. Because I, as much as I love four, my, my score for that has dipped a hair with the five, six, seven, eight rewatches just because I'm like, okay, this is really, really just a boner for right wing. Oh, it is. It is. There there isn't here where it's like, just relax just a little bit. It uh, is just mass murder. I mean, it's, it's, and I don't even mind that part of it. It's just you're going up river. Yeah. You go, you go, yeah. Number goes to bury. You go up there. You die. You go up there. But I have to start a church up there. Like what? <laughs> it, it, it it's over the top, and it's uh when it's trying to, it thinks it's being subtle. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. Well, and even the bad guys, they make the the villains in this thing. So hissably evil, like oh, not only what? is raping kids and yes, exactly. I'm like, it's not enough that you're murdering villagers. Oh, you're now you're a pedophile too. Okay, gotcha, check. But it, oh man, he just murders the shit out of. We gotta kill the Christians of, and rape the yes. childrens. Yeah, yeah. yeah but boy, when he gets on that gun at the end, that, oh, it's great. I love. See, oh, I love that part. I, oh, no. it's. <laughs> Even him running through the woods and then setting up that bomb. That's fantastic. I'm like, I, I, I was getting giddy. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. And then I'm like, this is going to be a system tester. And shook the wall. I mean, it was, I cranked it up. I'm like, I want this thing to be loud. And I mean, our house exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a good, hey, uh, I recently rewatched some of all fears just because it was on TV. And I didn't uh, test it on my, any of my systems because I don't have them set up. But uh, that is a system tester, sir. That's oh, right. that's that's the one where the an atomic bomb goes off, right? That's the oh. scene. Yeah, you, yeah. That's you can use that scene to uh, test your system. I, I, I thought I, that was a pretty good movie. It is a pretty yeah. good movie. I, I tested yeah. it. Uh, that's what I used as the tester for uh, all of the uh, systems that I set up for my parents' business sound system stuff. Uh, mm. 
that and Tron Legacy, the bike thing. Uh, but that atomic bomb in some of all fears, that's your subwoofer tester, sir. Oh, I bet. It's even better yep. than Rambo 4. Uh, but Rambo 4 is awesome. I still dig that movie. I thought, oh, man, one, four, two, three and five. I might still put five above three. You know, I dislike and, three that much. Yeah, it's so... Uh, it's just, so bad. Yeah. And, and just the comedy death. bits that they... Yeah, the comedy bits that they put in there are terrible. Um, at least it has a bit of a more 80s feel to it. That part five, it just felt like the entire budget went to Stallone and the very, very end scene. And the rest of it, it just felt like direct-to-video. The end was good. The last 20, 30 minutes of it were fine. But just before that... Ugh. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I but but I, I watched it once. I yeah, don't have a lot of feels about it. But I so anyway, I do have feels about three. That movie sucked. <laughs> oh, I know, and I, it's kind of like the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Like when I start watching the Rambo's, like oh, I gotta watch three as well. And like ah, oh, they still got the helicopter stuff in the end. That's really cool. And yeah, but then but, they're hanging on wires and cracking wise. And uh, oh, it's stupid, stupid. The beginning, the the stick fight thing in Thailand was cool, but yeah. Nah. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, God. where do we go from there? I know. Yeah, I. <laughs> whoo, it was something. It was something, and that's in my voodoo as well. Oh, you've got the. Uh, you've got that on Blu-ray. Part four, yes. Uh, one through three, I have on VHS original <laughs> cuts too. Do you have the uh, for the first one? Is it like cardboard or is it like the original plastic? shell that it came in? Uh, it's a, it's a regular sleeve, but okay. it's an old school one. It's not okay. fancy. I remember at one point that was in a plastic type case of some sort, which I think is what was at Video Connection, I believe. Mm, I'd have to grab, that's upstairs, it's in storage. Let me see here if I can find it. Rainbow First Blood VHS. Bam, After watching bam. four, I'm like, oh, maybe should I watch parts one and two again? But uh, I got other stuff to watch. I'm I'm glad that I've turned around on part one. It's taken me too. a while, but uh, uh, let me see here. I think, and I know that I have like uh, part two is actually my first introduction to Rambo, and so I have never understood why people hate that movie. Because there's a lot of people that hate that movie. Why? He just kills yeah. the dick out of everything. It's a I know. pretty awesome uh, <laughs> 80s... Like, it's exactly what I expected. But for whatever reason, a lot of people hate that movie. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, you did see the first Rambo, right? Like, that one's ridiculous. Here we go. It takes a little bit to... Yeah, it's got to work through its issues. I hit the wrong button. So. Oh, I love that cover. This That's right so here. Cool. This is. I'm pretty sure this is the VHS cover that I have. Okay, the one up on the, like the one with the half white. That one there, you were just on it, uh, over right there. Yeah. That one there came in a plastic case at one point, uh, many, 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 many years ago. Yeah. I don't Not have that right. one. I don't yeah. think I have that one. That one's metal. Oh, it's British. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah. And then there was, then he, then he got like all mid-80s, just roided out, and it just, 
Part two is just hilarious how he looks in that thing. It, just it, it's ripped. Even beyond that, like there's parts where he's shooting those explosive arrow tips, and he opens up the case, and he's got four. And then at a certain point, he's shooting explosive arrow tip five and six, <laughs> and you're just like, "What the hell, dude?" <laughs> but that was yeah. so apropos of the time. Yeah. Man, those were. Oh, those were just 80s Reagan-era excess. I don't, I, I don't know how they missed my radar at the time. They just did. I, I mean, I watched lots of action stuff at the time. They just, for whatever reason, I never saw them. I, yeah. I I remember the first time that I watched Rambo First Blood. It was... Did I say Rainbow First Rambo First Blood. <laughs> it was in my uh, second apartment. It wasn't even in my first apartment. You wonder know, why it took you so long. Just... Just... No reason. There was no reason at all behind it. It was just, oh, I guess I'll do this now. I was going down to Bob's, and I get, hey, I haven't seen the Rambo movies. I guess I'll, I'll watch those. And there was also a week, you know, a week later where it's, I guess I'll watch the Friday the 13th movies. I've never seen those. And literally every single day, I would hump down to his shop, rent one, come back home, watch it. Next day, go get the next one. And that's how I first went through the Friday the 13th and the Rambos. Ah, cool. I Actually, it's because of Video Connection. That's what introduced me to the wonderful world of Lucio Fulci. He had the big box of Zombie. And that was my first Lucio Fulci movie. Cause I, I, always, I always expected that movie to not be good. Because I'm like, this is probably nothing. And then I... I when I was working there, I watched it. I took it home one night and watched it. And I'm like, this is incredible. And that was my introduction to... And that actually, I told him how much I liked it. And he was like, you have to watch Suspiria. I'm like, ah, that cover's kind of lame. And wrong, wrong. Are you still friends with him in any way? Like on social? or? or, or... I am friends with his wife, Maureen. We should get him on the show. Oh, wouldn't that be cool to talk to him about... Yeah. The- that would be badass. That would be just the ins and outs of the VHS rental era. Cause he lived it for many, many years. That would be cool. Anything. I would talk to him about anything that had to do with movies. Yeah. Coming soon. Maybe. Can we get Bob? Oh. We'll all find out. Maureen. Come on. It's yeah, up I'm to not you. Sure. I, I'd have to see what his, I know that he had a factory job at one point in Worcester, Ohio. So I don't know if what he's, I don't know what he's still doing, but I could ask her. That would be awesome to have him on the show for a little bit. But I don't know how tech-savvy he is at this point. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll try and work that out. But I would love to have Bob on the show. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't remember me or know who I am. I mean, I thought he was a fucking god. <laughs> oh, me too. That's, I worked for him. Still, right. still to this day, one of my favorite jobs ever was being the video store clerk. I walked down there and he was, he was the only person that I knew other than you in my entire life that was like, I could talk about movies a little bit while I was checking out with my tapes. Yeah. Oh, have you seen this? You've seen that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't talk to me like, we got to wrap this show up coming soon. (laughs) Fucking going on way too long. Coming soon for you. Um, I am going to finish up, uh, midsummer. I'm rewatching midsummer. Um, such a great movie. Uh, and I, again, I was really hoping to, to, um, rewatch or have French Connection watched by this 
show, but didn't quite get to it. So I'm hoping to uh, have French Connection watched for a review next. Have, you've seen French Connection, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to finish up that one. And Overrated. <clears throat> I've still got some go time to go yet. Um, well, oh. What do you want me to do about that? Glad I was a part of this. Yes. Was that my butt's cold? No, I want to go outside. Go outside. Oh, but it's cold. No. <laughs> have fun. I Yeah. <laughs> um Evil Spawn from Fred Olin Ray. That showed up <laughs> and I got his got his autograph, so that thing's worth a pretty penny, maybe. Real autograph uh, or was it a printed thing? No, it was real. It looks real. It looks real. He, he Judas. What? Do you see that I'm in a meeting? I will come help you in five minutes. Oh. Be quiet. Oh, there was just a hint of attitude there just, at the very end. Just the just attitude dick. cherry on top. Close yep. the door. Oh, that one's a dick. <laughs> uh, no matter what you say to him. Mm. Oh, the, both the boys are outside right now. And, oh, dude, did I have the mother of all fights? Uh, anyway, how much snow did you guys it. get? We got like two inches. Yeah, about two inches here. Kids are out shoveling the driveway. <laughs> good, get, good, and to to them that's playing. Which good? Oh, have yep. fun. Yep. Mine are just anyway. apparently want to stand in the kitchen and yell at each other, mm-hmm. and they're not even fighting. It's just. Yeah, what do you think? Should we go outside? Oh, uh, the more things change, what the more else they you got stay the same. Soon, I guess. Uh, just oh, there's a there's a horror movie on uh, Shutter called Porno. I might watch that sometime. It's a comedy. <laughs> so, although that might be a roulette pick for me, we'll see. Still want to get around to Skyman mockumentary thing. And, oh, and Christmas Chronicles, I rewatched that one, gearing up for part two, which, I'm not sure if you heard, but Kurt Russell said that uh, part two is his last movie. He's done. Hmm. So, you need I mean, to watch those. those what, are, what am I, yeah. I going to do about it? You need it? to watch those, because yeah. those are that... Mm. No, I don't. Coming soon to a roulette near you. No, I pick my roulettes now, bitch. Oh, damn it, that's right. I don't have to deal with your shitty garbage uh, anymore. Oh, I would so throw that your way. I would. And not even part one. Part two. Just jump. Just jump right in. Jump to the deep end. Jump into the deep end right there. <sighs> enjoy it. Oh, enjoy huh? it. I'm glad you can't anymore. You have no control over me. Uh, I got reviews coming soon for um, Woman of Desire. Do you remember this movie? No. What are you doing? Uh, well, I got some more things coming soon, but look, Woman of Desire VHS. Type that into Google. Tell me you don't know that cover. Uh, Striking Distance with Bruce Willis. Split Second with Rutger Hauer. Buddy of mine from Canada. Sent me a care package like you wouldn't even believe, my friend. Oh, man. Oh, I, I remember Korea. this cover. Yeah. I remember this cover. <laughs> yes, I do. Guess what? <laughs> Amazon Prime. I watched that shit. 
and you should too. Uh, Future World, the follow-up to... Westworld? Yes. I thought that you watched that already and did not like that. You're probably right. But I thought, apparently I hated it so much that I didn't remember it, and so I should rent it on Hoopla and watch it again. (laughs) F. That movie was awful! I guess Ah, I like it! It's garbage. There's nothing. It's talking. Garbage. So bad. Oh, boy. I hear him, but we're done. And they're they're like, where's my coat? I don't know. I got your coat. Let's make snowballs. Ha! (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you next time. (laughs) It stopped. It stopped. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.